0: and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Magic Kingdom proudly presents our spectacular festival pageant of nighttime magic and imagination in thousands of sparkling lights and electro magnetic musical sounds, the Main Street Electrical Parade. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Diz Explorers podcast. It is Monday, August 15th, 2016. So if this is your first time with us, we're a group of Disney-loving people who just like to get together and speak about current Disney news and some of our favorite things and try to give you some tips and tricks of how to go about taking a vacation at either Walt Disney World or or Disneyland, or the Disney Cruise Line, or even just resort hopping, and now Disney Springs has become a destination of its own as well. So tonight we have not a full cast, tonight we have Adrian.
1: Hi everybody.
0: And over on the West Coast is Jessica. Hello. And in the Midwest is Milford. Hello everybody. And I am R.J., So by now, because this is, like I said, we're recording on a Monday night, so last, I believe it was Tuesday evening or Wednesday early morning, the news came down the pipe about the Main Street Electrical Parade and Paint the Night and parade swapping and all sorts of crazy nonsense, and the uh, insanity ensued ensued on social media, which I admit I was definitely a part of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the long and the short of it is, I'd like to say a few things about it and then each of us probably just has a little thing to say about the some of the parades. So basically what's happening is the Main Street Electro- Electrical Parade in its current version at the Magic Kingdom Walt Disney World will be ending on October 9th. It is going to be heading back to Disneyland, but from what I understand, it is not going to be viewed there until – early 2017 so i don't know if that means they're i'm sure they're going to do some sort of a refurb i know it's not easy to cart that thing across the country even though it's been back and forth and overseas and everywhere else so and the paint the night parade which is currently part of the diamond celebration in disneyland in california is going to be ending i believe september 5th i believe is the day jessica can confirm that for me but i believe i believe it's september 5th but i don't know that it's leaving yet i i seemed like there was it was still going to be put on in some sort of form or they were going back to the parade that was happening before
2: yeah so it's leaving and then the Mickey Sensational Parade I believe is coming back, but they said Paint the Night is going to be back for the holidays. So I don't know if they're going to turn it into kind of like a Christmas theme, but it'll temporarily come back and then go away again permanently is what I understand.
0: Right. Mickey Sensational, that's what I couldn't couldn't think of the name of. Uh, I've neither none of the parades I've personally seen out in Disneyland because I've never been there other than videos, but I do know that I enjoy the soundtrack to Mickey Sensational because I've heard it on um, any one of those music sites that that have uh disney audio park music playing so it's a pretty cool soundtrack visually i don't know what it looks like because i've never seen it but um (laughs) so i just wanted to i just wanted to give a quick synopsis of the history of the main street electrical parade without going into boring details i have a link i'll put in the show notes that had a a great article i found about the history of the parade and how it came to be and about the music and the soundtrack and the, all the parade floats and the different versions of it, which to me is fascinating because I love that stuff. So, but anyway, it, it debuted in Disneyland in 1972 and its original one run went until 1996 there. And then I believe uh, I wrote down some quick notes on it. And then it, it did go overseas to Tokyo for a while, or I'm sorry, to Disneyland Paris for a while under a different name. The Magic Kingdom version debuted in 77 and ran until 1991. And then SpectroMagic came in. And then in 2001, the Disneyland version ran in Disney's California Adventure until 2010. And then that newer version, which had some different floats and the updated soundtrack, same songs, but they just kind of they digitized it from the original um synthomagnetic sound that they had in the 70s. So that ran in Disney World from 2010 until until October of this year. So that's just a... It, it's been around a long time in different versions. And it's the first parade that I remember seeing as a, as a kid going to Walt Disney World in Florida. I was there in 1980. I was four years old. I do not remember much about the park, but I do remember that parade. It just... It was just something that always caught me the soundtrack caught me I had the vinyl album I still have the vinyl album that I remember my parents buying me when I was older and I think I played that thing constantly in my room on my little Fisher Price (laughs) record player that I had at the time Uh, it was just a visually stunning parade to me I know a lot of newer generation people it didn't appeal to them because a lot of people grew up with Magic, which I enjoyed as well but it just never hit home to me like the Electrical Parade did and the the soundtrack just I still get goosebumps when I hear that soundtrack it's just the the fade in the voice which is a vocoded Jack Wagner who did numerous Disney announcements, the monorail announcements and all the park announcements and he was responsible for any and all of the music you hear throughout the parks the background audio and everything else he was the one who did all those arrangements and paid the royalties for all that music for for us to hear and enjoy so it was his voice that did that announcement and they you know made it the vocoded version for the parade so it matched the theme and I remember when it was coming back in 2010 we were visiting the following year we were there for Halloween so that was the first time I was going to see it since it came back and it was the first time my kids were going to be able to see it and I was so excited for them because I'd been talking about it and showing them old pictures and i don't I didn't bring up a video of the old one, even though I know my father had one somewhere, but it was just explaining them to it, and this is what the parade I saw when I was a kid, and I remember that first night, and I was m- more nervous that they weren't gonna like it and mind you, two thousand ten so my oldest was five, <laughs> and my my daughter was three, so I don't know how much ex- expectations I really had, but I think I was more nervous for myself seeing that thing again. And I knew that Tinkerbell had been put in the front before the train. But when that music came and they dim- dimmed those lights and we were right on the in the main circle by the flagpole facing out towards Tony's Town Square Restaurant. I forget, we're sitting on the curb right, right in the front. And I just you know, welled up in tears and everything and it just brought me right back to when I was a kid and I was and the kids watched it and you know I how much you're not going to get much uh explanation out of a 3 and a 5 year old whether they loved it or not. I mean they saw Tinkerbell, they liked it, they were happy and they probably didn't recognize much of any of the floats in it because it is a lot of older classic Disney films, which is probably why a lot of people didn't relate to it as it got older. You know, the people weren't Pinocchio and Snow White's always popular, but the Pinocchio scenes and the donkeys and everything were, that's not a movie most kids are running to go see. <laughs> so anyway, so that's my, uh, my sappy memories of that parade. So I I truly will miss it. And I mean, I'm happy that it's going back to Disneyland and at least it's not going away forever. So at least the folks over there get to enjoy it who haven't seen it in a, in a bunch of years and a whole new crowd can learn to appreciate it. Uh, So I'm excited for whatever they decide to uh, bring in, whether it's a whole new one or something from another park. So how about you guys? Any you guys have any thoughts or memories from the parade, past or present?
1: I'll just jump in. I, I have to say that at first, when I first heard the news, I was really sad because it is the parade that I grew up with, right? And the one that I have the most memories of. But I am so not a disney park purist and so i'm really excited to see what's coming if it's going to be new if it's going to be a transplant like you were saying i like i like the evolution of the parks so i'm excited
3: (laughs) how about you milford well you know i i like the main street electrical parade i love it actually the parade i really miss (laughs) is spectra magic i mean that's Really, the first parade I got to see, but uh, sadly, we'll never get to see that parade again because those floats have completely yep. been scrapped. I don't know if anybody knew, but the the uh, technology that was in those floats, they couldn't apparently duplicate, couldn't repair, and those floats were actually left outside, uh, basically, and rotted from what yes. I understood. I, I don't know if that's completely true, but... Um, but Spectre Magic was always my favorite. You know, I, I liked the Main Street Electrical Parade when it when it finally came to Disney World. And we'd always make an attempt to see it. And I'm sad I won't get to see it before it moves because we're getting there like a week after it ends.
0: Yeah, that- no, I'm, I'm really glad now that I'm going to catch it. We're there about a week week or two before it leaves we're there that third week in September so I'm really really happy I'm going to get a one chance to you know kind of say goodbye you know my nostalgia vintage self <laughs> but yeah the Spectrum Magic Parade sadly they I think they thought that the Main Street Electrical Parade was going to last forever I believe and it was just poor planning on their part it just it never went into a warehouse they it just sat outside in the weather or, the Florida weather and yeah it got it got damaged beyond uh repair so unfortunately and it was only a couple of years ago I was looking that up as well and it was only it was 2013 when they finally confirmed that everything was beyond repair and I think they're they have a few of the floats that they have I just think just as shells that they use for training for the drivers I did read that recently and I know that the Sebastian that was on the Little Mermaid float is the Sebastian that they used for the Festival of Fantasy Parade, and there may be a few other salvageable car, uh, props that they transplanted in for that parade. I couldn't find any more information than that, but I did find that stuff out. So,
3: yeah, I had heard they used some props from that in the uh, yeah in the new parade in the new day yep parade. definitely. I'm hopeful, though, that they'll come up with something at night because, you know, that kind of corrals the crowds. Oh, know? definitely. One thing, about, one thing about, you know, the whole the whole organization of getting people around in that park is if you don't have a nighttime parade like that...
0: Yeah, they're all going to scatter.
3: You know, it, it's going to play on, you know, getting people out of the park because that was usually a sign that people were going to leave.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Jessica, were you ever... did you ever see... Did you catch it when you were over here on the East Coast or I know it hasn't been in Disneyland for quite some time?
2: I don't think I saw the parade there. I mean, I've I've heard really good things about it, so on the one hand I'm excited because it seems like a great show, but on the other hand, I'm really upset that Paint the Night is leaving because I love it and it's so cool. I wish there was a way we could keep both of them somehow. <laughs> Um, but maybe if you guys are losing Main Street Electrical, I don't think they've said where Paint the Night is going. But maybe you guys could take Paint the Night and then we could swap or something. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'd, yeah, I'd be happy, I'd be
0: happy with, with that. that too. I've never seen it live, but I have seen a lot of pictures of it, and never a full video of it. But I have, and I've heard the soundtrack to it. No, I'd I'd be happy with that. I'd, I'd definitely be happy with that. Since we can't get Spectro back, I'll I'll take that. <laughs> All right. So moving on. One of our main topics today is. Everybody has rides and attractions that they in love to do every time they're at any of the parks. And taking words out of Stacy's mouth from the uh, hotel TV, we're not going to do top seven, or maybe we will, uh, but <laughs> we'll try to keep it to to three each of our favorite either attractions, past and present, and or shows, if that's on your list of things that we have to do every time we are in the parks and. Could be stuff we did as a kid, you know, stuff we just love because our kids love it now, or just things that we just uh, that we find fun altogether. So let's start with uh, Adrian tonight.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, so I was thinking about this, and it changes all the time. And so for tonight, <laughs> I'm on a thrill ride kick. Okay. So I think I explained a couple of weeks ago when we were when I was doing my trip report that my husband is a um, is a roller was a roller coaster virgin until about two months ago, so he he has kind of reignited my passion for for thrill rides. So Expedition Everest in Animal Kingdom is is a must do every single time, and if I can do it multiple times, then that makes my trip even better. So Expedition Everest is right up there and then if you hop over to hollywood studios rock and roller coaster is hands down the best roller coaster quite possibly one of the best roller coasters i've ever ridden it's it's tied right there with hulk in that park that's in orlando that we don't talk about <laughs> but but that takeoff man like you can't you can't beat it and then I know we were just talking about parades and we were talking about nighttime parades, but the absolute one thing that we have to do every single trip is I can't miss the Festival of Fantasy Parade. I'm, I'm not usually a parade person, so maybe that's why I'm not, you know, super upset about what's going on and everything, but the Festival of Fantasy Parade is beautiful. And the music is so catchy. And the floats are amazing. And all of the different characters interspersed. And I love to see Prince Philip battle with Maleficent as the dragon. And so that's that's not necessarily a ride or a show. But it's still something that's a must for me every single time. And then I know you said to keep it at three, but I can't. <laughs> no, <it's>
0: okay. Um, <laughs>
1: right? And this is new for me. I had never seen the festival of the lion King until this past month. And I know, (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I am like a, I'm a a show tunes Broadway girl. So the fact that I'd never seen it before blows my mind, but it is now like, I am psyched. My countdown is 18 days, right? Till I'm back. And I am beyond psyched to take my kids and see it because I think I'm super excited to see it again and to show it to them and share with them because you know they're all into the lion guard now. They don't know the lion king as much, but they're into the lion guard. So they know who Simba is and Timon and Pumbaa and all that. So I am that's that's a new must see for me, a new must do. And then I'll stop because <laughs> I could talk no, about a lot okay. of things.
0: That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. That show is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It is. It really is. And now that is. it's in its, you know, in its new home in the new theater over there. I mean, it was great when it was in Camp Minnie Mickey, but over there in that new theater is just fantastic. Yeah, that is uh, that is so much fun, yeah. that show, no matter what age you are. If you go in there and you don't like it, then there's something wrong with you because that's just a fun yeah, – the-, the performers are fantastic.
1: That's what I was going to say. The singing performers especially who, you know, the, the young ones and then the guy who's supposed to be Mufasa or, you know, that characterization. His version of Be Prepared is oh, yeah. amazing. Like jaw-dropping. Yep. Amazing. And the, the juggler. Yeah, all oh, of the it. Fire, all yeah, of the it. fire knife oh,
3: guy. My... Yeah, the guy that juggles the knives and then the, the twirling fire yep. stick that he twirls. It's like amazing
1: yeah. yeah it really really is so that is absolutely a can't miss show for me from now
0: on good good i'm glad <laughs> all <laughs> right so um how about you milford
3: well you know i my wife and i both have differing opinions on what we have to do so usually it, it involves us running off separately because <laughs> she doesn't do roller coasters so, you know, right up there on top, I'm with you, Expedition Everest is is awesome. I'm a little disappointed that we only have Disco Yeti <laughs> instead of the Yeti that actually moves, but uh, it, if you understand what it takes to fix that thing, it's probably not going nope. to get fixed since they basically built the mountain mm-hmm. around him. Right. Um, and then, you know, right after that, it's kind of toss up number 2 rock and roller coaster or hollywood tower you know it, yeah. i really like both of them but if hollywood tower was down you know roller coaster would be it since it's got a single rider line you know cuz i take advantage of that since i'm usually going by myself and then you guys are going to laugh at me but i'm <laughs> kind of a nostalgic person my wife got and it. i both agree every trip we have to go do carousel of progress Oh, absolutely! Aww. It's a Me have too. to do. Me uh, too. If we don't do that on a trip, or if it's down, we're pretty upset. I'm right there with you, Milford. And then maybe an honorable mention: it, Haunted Mansion. I love the Haunted Mansion. Just all the stuff that's in it, and all the original technology from uh, all the animatronics that's in there. It, it just and the and the little things that you don't think about that are that are. Uh, just kind of special effects that, you know, you understand how they work, but it's just cool. It's just, cool. yep. especially the di- the dining room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when when you take new people in there and they're like, how do they do that? And then you explain it to them. They're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Really cheesy, but really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that that would be my, if I had to say my top. That's probably my top five, since I mentioned two for my number two, but
0: <laughs> that's that's where I would be. Cool. Very nice. And how about you, Jessica?
2: Okay, so I picked one from Disney World, and then I have my three from Disneyland. So the one from Disney World that I would say was my favorite was the People Mover, just because in Disneyland we still have the track and everything, but there's no ride so I always look at it and just think like, what would it be like to be on there? And then when I went to Disney world, I actually got to go on it and it was so exciting. I probably went on it five times in the week that I was there. <laughs> I'm
3: with nice. you. I
1: love the people
3: Yep.
2: Her. Right. It's just cool. I don't know. It's it
3: underappreciated. is. Okay. No that doubt. would have been my number six. But... <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: and then my three favorite rides in Disneyland, my favorite ride ever is, is pirates of the Caribbean. And, for those of you that have never been to the one in Disneyland, you're really missing out because it starts with a drop in the pitch black. And it's just so exciting. So if for those of you that haven't been, you have to go because it's amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my My number two is probably Space Mountain just because I was trying to think, like when I go to the park, what's the thing I have to go on or I can't leave? And it would probably be... Space Mountain like that's my most important fast pass of the day is to get on Space Mountain and then my third pick is California Screamin I'm pretty new to roller coasters myself I only started going on them a couple of years ago because I was too chicken but um, <laughs> the first one I went on was California Screamin and it was just wow. so fun because <laughs> it's right on the water it's really big but the best part is the start because you go 0 to 60 in 3 seconds so I think and Roller Coaster does that too right? It's like Two point five. Yeah, so or it's two point
0: seven, something like that. Wow,
2: that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's fast. Yeah, so it's just that kind of exciting, just rush right up, and you're outside, and it's just really cool. So those would be my my top picks.
0: That soundtrack for California Screaming is pretty nuts too. I've yeah I've heard that. That's pretty. Uh, it fits the ride. It seems like I've like I said, I've never been there. I've never been on it, but I definitely will when I get out there.
2: Yeah, it's awesome.
3: Yeah, that has me excited about going there in March.
0: Cool. All right. So, I guess I'm the old guy of the group because I have no thrill rides on mine. <laughs> <laughs> Many of them are the same of, of other ones that you guys have mentioned, but definitely the People Mover. Uh, I mean, Wedway People Mover is just a favorite of mine. From when I, Same thing from when I was a kid and, you know, through its changes when Tomorrowland changed in the mid-90s, I still, you know, different theming and different narration, but it's still the People Mover. It's still... The track is the same. It still goes through Space Mountain in the dark. And you used to be able to see the cars when they would glow in the dark many years ago, but they've since when they redid the last time they had a refurbishment, the cars don't glow anymore because they didn't want you seeing what was going on, and they've put coverings and stuff, so you can't really see the track anymore, which is a bummer because that was always great when you'd go through there and see those things flying around, and they literally looked like they were in space because unless you were... A nocturnal creature. You couldn't see that track because it was like beyond dark in that in that mountain. I do have a thrill ride. I lied. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is oh yeah is my is my favorite of all the mountains. It it probably because it was the first one I went on to because like Jessica, I was a my parents couldn't go on roller coasters. My mother had had back problems, and my father gets motion sick. So Thunder Mountain was the first one I was went on because it was the first one I was probably tall enough, and that my brother and I can go on by Mm -hmm. ourselves. (laughs) So I still love that one to this day and you know, remember bringing my kids on for the first time was the greatest thing in the world and I still go on that thing and I'm hands up the whole way and I'm screaming and yelling and hooting and hollering the whole time and probably annoy everybody else but I don't care. It's a lot of fun and that's the way it should be.
1: I love (laughs) the theming on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Like when you're going through the queue and the signs. I took a picture of them, and I don't know if I posted it anywhere. I'll have to find it. But it's like warning signs, things not to yep. do when you're – oh, my gosh. I don't know if I and, just never noticed that before. But I like doubled over laughing in the queue. <laughs> it was hilarious.
0: Well, what they did there was it never used to have all that because um, before FastPass and when you used to have to go through that whole zigzag through that whole area, it was pretty plain. You mean you had, they had the little – binocular things that you could look out over the mountain and on the one side there but other than that there was no theming to it so what they decided to do last time it was down was bring a story to it and about the mine and i can't think of the guy's name who owned the mine now and that's when they added all that stuff like the the maps and the tunnels and the the interactive things if you if it's open and you go way towards the back and there's those Oh, they almost look like ex- those old explosive things you can push up and down, and there's just a ton of stuff to look at now. So that's only been in the past couple of years, so you, you probably – you haven't missed it. They just – it wasn't there, but now they kind of try to bring you through there so you see it because it is really cool, like you said. It's very it's very detailed, and it does tell the story of, of the mine and the train and so on and so forth, and there used to be a song that used to go along with it too, the, the Ballad of uh, Big Thunder Mountain that – explained why the train is a runaway train.
1: Oh, and when we when we were in the line, we were behind these girls who were probably, I don't know, 16 or 17 years old, and I don't know if they'd never ridden it before or if it'd been a long time or what, but you get to, you know, right where you can start to see the geysers and the things shooting up and you can mm. spin the wheels, you know, and kind of control some yep. of the stuff. And this girl, I can't remember what it is that you actually do to set it off, but she spun the Thing or, and the water shoots off And she like jumped back She was like oh, did I do that And we were like yes yes you did
0: <laughs>
1: It was really funny
0: My third one Is over in Epcot and it's Spaceship Earth uh, It's another one Unless I'm Staying in one of those resorts That I go in the back entrance That's That's the first and last ride I have to do Walking in and out of Epcot Anytime I walk into the park because it's usually a walk-on, and as I've said on here before, I have good patience. So even if it's a 25-minute to a half-hour, I'll jump in the line. And even if I have to ride it by myself, it doesn't matter. And It's just, I love that. I love it. It's not the same as it used to be, at least the back half of it, after you get to the top. But it's just good. You sit down, you relax. It's a slow-moving ride through time. And just the show scenes are great. It's just, you know, it's one of those old-school rides that was just... that just totally immersed you in a in the story that it was trying to tell, just with the huge big scenes, a lot going on and so it's just one of those one of those ones I have to hit every time. It's just just a special ride for me. And my family seems to enjoy it all at the same too. The kids like it. My wife actually enjoys it a lot too. So that's that's a ride we both always have to have to go on. A few honorable mentions is Definitely all the roller coasters. I, I do enjoy and like going on all the roller coasters. It's just I don't get – if I don't get to do them, which sometimes I – now that my kids are getting older, it's easier. But when they were younger and it just didn't work out that – especially the ones that don't have single rider lines like Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, or Splash either. If I couldn't go on with my wife, I really just wouldn't go on by myself to wait burn a fast pass for myself so we weren't doing something together. Things like that. But I do enjoy all of those. Probably my next favorite out of all of them is, is Splash, just because with my recurring theme of storytelling, that it's just the show's the same thing. That just you're in it, it's it's you know, it's not a quick minute and a half ride. You're you're in there for, you know, whatever it is, eight, ten minutes and you see a, you see a story. A show unfolds before you and it's got the great drop and and everything at the end. It's got the good payoff and the great scene with the with the showboat and everything and it's just a it's just an all-around well-done attraction like I said I got three honorable mentions and they're all rides that are no longer that are no longer with us that I still miss and they're open they're three of the opening day attractions from Epcot Horizons World of Motion and the original Journey into Imagination Epcot was part of it was just part of my childhood Yeah, I we went there the year it opened uh, or the year after it opened and I just remember being blown away I, let's see, 1982, I was 6 or 7 years old when I went to Epcot the first time and it was just, to me it was the greatest thing in the world, it was just the greatest thing in the world, I loved everything about that place, everything, especially Future World as it was and I'm just, I know it's a different generation and, and people enjoy different aspects of different rides, I'm just it just saddened me, saddens me that people can't experience any of those even if you even if you went on them and you didn't like it just to see how everything went into it because if you saw what was originally where mission space was you would think mission space is an abomination unless that's your thing and you just like throw rides It's not my thing for the amount of money they dumped into that thing to me it's a huge letdown compared to what was there now the stuff that was there may be considered cheesy by today's standards, and I completely understand all the arguments. But just the story that was told and the thought that was put into all of them was just something that I y- you don't see. To now, I have not read, been on the new Frozen ride. I've heard all good things about that, so maybe that'll re, you know, put better faith in me for <laughs> for the Imagineering department as of lately. But uh, anyway, so those are those are mine. You know, we could get into shows and live action stuff, and uh, like Adrian said about that, the Festival of Fantasy Parade. That's that's a fantastic parade. I was never one for the for the afternoon and the day parades or the day show, like the Castle Show, but that Festival of Fantasy Parade is is fantastic. There, there's not a float in there that I don't enjoy. Uh, like the the Maleficent Dragon is probably my favorite between that and the Tangled. Uh, unit that comes down; those are like the best two things in that whole parade. Absolutely. Just, I mean, even the even the Merida one. It's just Brave was on the other day, and the kids were watching it. And I haven't sat and watched that in a long time too. And that that movie gets no love, and I I think it's a good movie. I mean, it's, sure, it's not the best out of that generation, but I like it. But that that unit's too because the Merida that they have on that on the front of that float. I mean, she's you can just you look at her. She's got a smile her ear. She's singing along. She's having. She's totally playing the part. Hair's flying all over the place, and she's just having a ball up there. So, and that's that makes me smile mm-hmm. when I see the, the cast members and the performers having that much fun. I know it's their job, but you got to—they do it every day, and it's got to get monotonous every once in a while. But I tell you, they all—they all look like they're having a blast in that parade. Everybody involved in it. So that—that that is a fantastic parade. And the last one I'll throw in there, and then I'll be quiet yeah. now. <laughs> Is is the nighttime entertainment? I have to see fireworks or some sort of night nighttime entertainment every night. It's, it's I mean you're at Disney World. That's what it's all about. That's like the the icing on the cake. I I have to see something. Illuminations is my favorite, but I usually only get to see that once a trip, just because it's not everybody else's in my traveling party. That's what we're there for. We're <laughs> we're there to to see those shows. And now they have one in now they're going to have one in all the parks and even. You get to choose in Hollywood studios now. you either Phantasmic or Star Wars, so how can you go wrong? And soon when when Rivers of Light comes and the uh, Avatar Land is open with the all the... It's not going to have a show in Avatar Land, but I think the land itself is going to be a show with the bioluminescence and the lighting effects they're going to have all around that place. So Disney at night is going to be like a whole... Uh, a whole other thing. Yeah, and that was again. that
3: was news this week too. They had a closing date for the Jungle Book uh, thing at Animal Kingdom. Oh yeah, yeah. They announced that it's ending. Okay, I thought I
0: saw September fifteenth for a possible for Rivers I of Light. That's
3: what I saw too, but I'm trying which to would be awesome. Article
0: because I'll be there the 18th so that'd be fantastic if that happens. <laughs> I'm
1: leaving the 7th.
0: Ah. <laughs> oh, I'll have to I'll have to do a live Facebook for yes, everybody. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> oh, I bring my video camera so I'd probably videotape it anyway. Yeah, I think I I did hear that as well, Milford. All right, so cool. So that's uh as you've heard all of ours from from the members that are here tonight, uh, we'd like to hear your guys too. Post on our Facebook page, uh, send us a tweet on, through Twitter or pictures on Instagram. Uh, let us know what your favorite stuff is. Is it, is it same thing, similar to us? Are you thrill ride people? Are you, do you go for the nostalgia? Are you more, you know, classic dark rides? Do you have to hit, you know, things like Peter Pan and It's a Small World, Pooh. You know, I'm sure all of us could have named about a dozen other things that that we have to. Because once you start talking about it, you're like, oh yeah, well, I like to do that too. Oh, no, I have to get that too. So, you know, I'm like Milford said, I'm kind of a nostalgic one too. I, I I do have to hit Small World every time just because. I don't know how about how your kids were, Adrian, but I know when mine were very young, when we were down there, they loved. That ride.
1: Oh my gosh! I know. Like, if we did a, we could do a whole show on what my kids can't miss every time. Like, but yeah, Small World is one of them. Peter Pan. I have watched the Disney Junior show in Hollywood Studios more times than I can count.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you have a lot of doubloons at home. So many doubloons. (laughs) Paper doubloons. (laughs) Man.
1: Yeah. So yeah, those were just the ones that I have to hit. The ones that my kids have to hit.
0: Oh, forget it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because now that mine are – i mean, they're not. I mean, my son's eleven and a half, but he thinks he's a teenager, so <laughs> he's—you know—he, you know, my daughter's nine, but she still loves all that stuff, and my little guy's four, so he's—he's he's, this trip that we when we go next April with with the kids and my parents is going to be a real good thing for him because he—he he has visuals now, like he'll see because as we talked about last week you know my house is loaded with <laughs> with anything and everything in every room but i have a picture show that's always going on the computer screen and it's slideshows of of all the disney trips that's just where i have the pictures pulled from so he sees it constantly and he he recognizes like he knows Spaceship Earth, he says Epcot. He knows the castle is castle. He may not say Magic Kingdom, but he knows. And like I, I think I talked about last week or the week before, he knows the firework show, the Illuminations, because we listen to it in my truck all the time. <laughs> and so there is recognition of stuff. And he does remember the people mover because, like I said, that's that's just like a staple. So I'm really interested. at seeing. The older I get, the more now I like seeing it through their eyes and it took me it took me a lot of years of going with them and still trying to do it the way my wife and i would like to do it before we realized it and we had a lot of (laughs) not not bad trips but trips that could have went better if we just you know slowed down a little bit that but that's a discussion for another show (laughs) but now that we've kind of just you know take our time and smell the roses type thing type attitude towards it it's uh didn't kind of let them make the way or or make some of the decisions it, it goes a lot smoother
3: <laughs> all right
0: coming up now we're gonna uh gonna do a blog highlight it's been quite a while since we've done that so this week we're gonna feature uh jessica's gonna speak about heading to disneyland for the first time and some rookie mistakes and what to avoid and what to do to help make your first trip uh memorable and and fun and and easy going
2: Yeah, so one of the questions that I'm asked the most about um, people that have never been to Disneyland and even people that have gone is, like, what should I not do? Because everyone says, oh, you should do this, you should do this, but no one really ever says, what shouldn't I do? What's something I should look out for? So what I did is I put together a post of five rookie mistakes, although to be fair, a lot of people that aren't rookies very likely make these mistakes and just how to avoid them and then by avoiding them, how to make a little bit more out of your trip. So some of these are actually applicable to Disney World, I'm sure, too. Um, And then some of them are unique to Disneyland. Like this first one, which is limiting yourself to staying on property. I know in Disney World, you're kind of in like a bubble where you can stay off property, but it just seemed like it'd be more difficult to get onto the property because it's so big. But in Disneyland you're right in the center of Anaheim. All of the hotels are on the very far west end of the property. And then there's a main highway right next to the side of the parks. And on that strip where the highway is are tons of hotels. So if you wanna stay at a discounted hotel and you don't wanna fork up the money for a fancy Disneyland hotel, you're the exact same distance away from the gates as you would be if you stayed on property. And that also is true for restaurants. There's a plaza called the Anaheim Garden Walk, which is pretty close if you want to eat dinner off property. So I think it's really easy to kind of put your blinders on and say, okay, I need to stay you know, within the Disney zone. But there's actually a whole city around you, so you don't have to limit yourself to the exact you know, perimeters of, of Disney. Is that right for Disney World? Is it more difficult to stay off property? I don't think it's necessarily more difficult, but...
1: It's not as convenient. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't. Th- it's it's not necessary. I know there are certain hotels, I believe, that do provide a shuttle or some sort of bus service, but I don't know how reliable it is and how frequent it is. So they definitely make it. But if you do stay off property, you do not get any of the perks, which is the extra magic hours. You know, making your fast passes sixty days out instead of thirty days. So they. They do their best to make it most worthwhile to stay on property in that bubble that you speak of. Crystal, if she was here, could probably attest to more what the happenings are locally. I, I, I know there are a lot of, not. A, I don't think there's as many as Disneyland, but there are quite a bit of conference centers that are outside. I know there's a Marriott and a few others, but I don't think it's the same amount and to the same price range as you guys have out in
3: california okay Okay. i know i've booked some people off property tried to talk them out of it they always come back and they say i wish you would have talked us a little harder out of it because (laughs) it's so inconvenient i mean you have to drive everywhere if the hotel doesn't have a shuttle and sometimes if they have a shuttle the shuttle doesn't run like every 20 minutes it runs maybe every couple hours and then I've had people figure out that it ends up costing them more sometimes.
2: Hmm. So we could go
1: into a whole discussion about that too. <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> <Yeah. absolutely. laughs>
2: All right. So my next tip is about it's, I'll combine two because they're kind of about the same thing, but it's really a question of standby versus fast pass and single rider. And I specifically call out in my post um, nighttime shows because especially in um, California Adventure for World of Color, but also to an extent for Fantasmic in Disneyland, those are the two big nighttime shows, other than fireworks, of course, where if you count on standby, you're not going to see anything. World of Color basically shuts down the back of, of Paradise Pier in California Adventure, and it creates such a bottleneck that If you're not in a Fast Pass area, you will see nothing. And I think a lot of people just kind of fly by the seat of their pants because you really don't need to make a ton of reservations in Disneyland the same way that you do in um, Disney World. But if you don't make a plan for World of Color or Fantasmic, you might as well not see the show because if you do have a view, it'll be so obstructed that it's, it's really not worth it. And I also think that you should try to avoid standby for regular rides by using fast Pass or single rider which of course is not unique to disneyland every disney park has that but it seems like a lot of people kind of forget it's there and they just hop in the line and think okay i'm gonna have to bite the bullet and wait an hour but you know they're free they're really easy to use in disneyland we still have the paper tickets so you just pop it in and you can get as many as you want in a day single rider, you just hop in. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that that's something that people tend to forget is that it's, it's there and it's available. But I wanted to ask you guys, is that true for, for nighttime shows for Disney World? Because I know you have to book basically everything in advance when you go there. So is that the same thing? Or could you kind of walk up to a show and see it?
0: I think it's a waste for the nighttime shows unless I mean, it depends on you and your family, like, everybody knows my standpoint on it. I don't mind waiting. We usually line up. If See, the Magic Kingdom is the hardest. Illuminations in Epcot because it's all the way around the lagoon. You pretty much have three. There's, there's maybe a few spots that, a tree will, that trees will kind of obstruct some of the show, but not the whole thing. So there's really no bad spot in Epcot. Magic Kingdom is the hardest because you've got a trifecta of things you want to see. You have a parade that, usually, that is usually first. Then you have the projection show on the castle which is usually 15 minutes before Wishes. So say, usually the thing is, if, if the Electrical Parade's at 9, then you'll have your Celebrate the Magic at quarter to 10 and Wishes at 10. And then during late hours, the Electrical Parade will happen again at 11, and sometimes they'll do a second uh, Celebrate the Magic projection show. So what happens is, the only place that gets a bottleneck is in the hub in front of the castle, because to see the projection show the best, You, I don't think you need to be right in front of it. I've watched it from different areas, and yes, it's nice to be right in front of the castle, but then you know, it's like sitting in the front row at the movie theater. Your neck's up, and you're, you're looking up at the castle. If you can be back to either side on the left or the right, like either to the bridge that goes across to Liberty Square or the bridge that goes across to Tomorrowland, to me, that's a better vantage point. And then you're perfect for wishes. You're right there, and then you just scoot to the curb. And you got your spot for the parade, or you better should be standing on the curb because by that point you're not going to get, you know, you're going to be three, four people deep in the in, on the sidewalk. So they do have fast pass areas, I believe. For I know they definitely have it for the fireworks now. I don't know if it's for the parade as well at the Magic Kingdom and all that new grass area that they put in the magic kingdom around the hub
3: i think they do use it for the parade as well
0: do they really okay i'm not sure because we've never used it i mean i you know at that at that time at that time of night quarter to eight you know if the parade starts at eight quarter to eight i mean uh quarter after seven seven thirty you kind of want to sit down and relax so it's really not killing you to take 45 minutes at that point to just get a spot get settled grab another hot dog at casey's go grab somebody for ice cream you know at the at the ice cream shop or or to the Starbucks there and grab a coffee or whatever you want and just and just park it for a little while cuz it's it makes it much more enjoyable i i don't see to burn a fast pass on it to me is doesn't make sense but that's my own self and the, the fast pass viewing area for illuminations i believe is just straight ahead in between those two promenade stores when you come across from future world to world showcase and that's the only fast pass viewing area that I know of f- at Illuminations. I can't speak for Star Wars show at the studios because I have not seen it, but I think you can see that from anywhere on Hollywood Boulevard as it's all done above the Chinese Theater and Fantasmic. Fantasmic might be worth it, but they I think a better way to go about Fantasmic is they do dinner packages at some of the better restaurants, and that gets you in in the show early the only caveat to that is i think they send you all the way stage right so you're you do get in and you don't have to wait in line cuz there's a reserve section but it's not in the center but then again you're sitting at fantasmic so if you get there an hour early you queue up in line on the on the street and you go in and you're sitting down they do a bunch of pre-show stuff you can buy popcorn and beer and all snacks and all sorts of other stuff so you know at this stage of the game in hollywood studios there's if you're there that late you've done everything maybe twice so (laughs) going waiting in line for an hour isn't a terrible thing
1: yeah i'm with you i don't think fast passes or even the dining packages i think they're nice but i don't think that they're a requirement and when we went to um the jungle book show in july it we had a fast pass for it but it wasn't necessary I don't think because even the fast pass line for one was humongously long and the space where you were sitting, if you didn't have one, there's the problem. Well, the problem with that show, there are several problems with that show, but the problem with that one is there's really no good seat anyway, because it's like three different floating barges that, um, that it, i we had a fast pass and I felt like it was a waste of a fast pass. Right. So
0: that that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. The consensus being from from people, yeah. Especially when they're so valuable, and you know we don't have the paper anymore. So, you know, you you have to use your first three if you want to get a fourth, mm-hmm. and you know, at, at sometimes that's that's more of a hassle than what it's worth. Also, so yeah. You know. I mean, you had I know you had a lot of luck with it, Adrian. But it was just you and your husband. You know, if you're with your kids and you know. Or,
1: Right, it's, definitely. It makes, it,
0: that, that throws a wrench into the whole thing. So,
1: And then there's the whole tiered system versus non-tiered system, we won't get into again. but Right, we won't get into um, that, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so. But to go back to the original question, Jessica, like, I don't think, <laughs> God, we, we tend to stray, don't we? Jeez, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think for the nighttime, I think that that's a big difference between the two parks, that the nighttime experiences at Disney World, I don't think that it's a necessity. And I think that's just because... like you said, size is so different. The parks are so much larger and there's so much more space. Like if you want to watch the Main Street Electrical Parade, which, you know, rest in peace. If you want to watch it from (laughs) Frontierland, you can watch it there. And then, you know, follow it all the way back to the hub to get your spot for wishes or, you know, whatever you want to do that way. But it's, um, there's just, I think there's just so much more space to see it from. I don't even line up for, um, Festival of Fantasy before, like way ahead of time, because no. I've got my one little spot that I, that we always go to. There's never anyone there, and um, and you get a great view. So, you know,
0: yeah, definitely the praise is not worth it because, right, like you said, everybody wants to watch, especially at night. Everybody wants to watch from Main Street, especially if you want to see the other two things. If you're not worried about the projection show, mm-hmm. I, I'll go with you. Head over to the Frontierland side because. It ends that way, and it's usually dead over there. Yeah. Because everybody's rushed to the front of Main Street. So while everybody's rushed to the front of Main Street, you can hit... The mountains. You you can hit a couple of mountains right there. You can hit Splash, Thunder, shoot over to Pirates real quick, come back over, and probably still be in time before they're putting... Well, before they're even putting the ropes up to catch the end of the parade. Yeah. Right. And... To see Wishes from the back side, the carousel side, is actually pretty awesome. You don't always hear the music, but – and they actually – they rope most of it off because I remember the old fireworks show, Fantasy in the Sky. We used to stand back by where Mickey's film or Har Magic is and watch it there. We never used to go up to Main Street and watch it. Um, and that's actually really cool to watch it back there because it's loud as hell back there because you're just catching the echo off the – Mine train in the castle. It's it's loud when you're standing back there. A lot louder than when if you're in the in the front end of the park, and it gives you a different vantage point of where they actually shoot those things off. So, in a long, long and short answer, Jessica, no, don't use the fast passes at Walt Disney World. <laughs> no, that's
2: really good because I didn't know any of the things you guys were saying, so I have kind of notes now. <laughs> I know. It's like a
1: foreign language. Like when I hear you talking about Paradise Pier, I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I'm excited
2: about
0: it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, are the main – is the fireworks show, They that's over the – is it is that – do they do that over Sleeping Beauty Castle? Like yeah. I'm not sure even how the nighttime stuff works there. So
2: what the setup is right now, which I'm sure it's going to change now that Paint the Night is leaving, is that they have – Phantasmic over in New Orleans Square and Frontierland going a half an hour before the fireworks and at the, at the same time Paint the Night comes down Fantasyland and Main Street USA and then those both finish and then the fireworks start and Main Street has oh. the projections and then the projections are also on the Phantasmic screens in, in the Rivers of America
3: uh, oh, cool. and this,
2: they shoot small fireworks from the actual castle but the big the real show they shoot from Toontown because Toontown is behind right. Fantasyland.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's how it is here, too.
2: Okay, yeah. So that's that's what the setup is now. I think I'm trying to remember, before Paint the Night, um, they would just have Fantasmic and then go into the fireworks. So they'll probably just return to that unless the Main Street Electrical Parade takes that slot. Um,
0: right. So, yeah. Well, before that, you were probably too young to remember or see it. But over there, they had that uh, light tragic parade yeah it <laughs> was like magic is what yeah. it was called oh it was terrible <laughs> it was terrible because it followed the the original main street electrical parade and it just the music was bad the theming was like i never saw it live but i did see videos of that and it just was not well received just because of what it followed and it did not last long at all <laughs> yeah it didn't last it did it had a very very short run now when is so all those are every night. World of Color, Fantasmic. So it's like a you don't know where to turn. <laughs> you got to pick one and
2: right. So Fantasmic is closed right now because of the Star Wars land construction. But normally it's it's every night. Sometimes twice a night depending on the season. And World right. of Color is the same thing. It's it's in the summer and in the holidays it's twice a night, but otherwise it's once a night.
0: Gotcha. Now are those is World of Color uh, themed different for? holiday time like during the yes halloween or christmas parties so right
2: now the um disneyland forever or that's the fireworks the um celebration of disney and world of color which is the the 60th anniversary show is wrapping up and then they kind of have a standard one and then in the winter time it's olaf's winter wonderland party and he hosts the show and they focus more on winter scenes from disney movies um but it's gotcha. it's almost the same it's just a little bit different
0: yeah, 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 I you. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool.
2: I have another tip, which I won't get into too much because it kind of is self-explanatory for my nostalgic people, is to <laughs> s- don't skip the small attractions. I think a lot of people, especially in their first dis- visit to a Disney park, just run from roller coaster to roller coaster. But to me, Disneyland does nostalgia like nobody else. I mean, there's nowhere else where you can go on a ride like Mr. Toad that has not changed since the fifties and is still ridiculously entertaining and
3: awesome. <laughs> I love
2: that ride. So I think that that's just something I tell everybody's don't, don't skip the small rides because that's where the real magic is, you know?
0: Yep. That's what I was going to ask you if that was a, and I've heard this from multiple people, uh, who I either follow on social media or other podcasts that I listen to that have been to both parks and that frequent both parks, and it's the ones that I'm excited to do the most. Number one is Pirates because I know, in in order of Pirates through all the parks, the Disneyland one is number one, yes. and the Disney World and the Disney World one is towards the bottom of the list to most people because it's just it's missing that whole front scene, that whole Bayou scene, and the whole except for the one in Shanghai. I think that's people who have gone and seen that live. That one blows anything out of the water. Yeah, that's I believe, probably just next. Because level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. I'm most excited to see that. Uh, I'm not a huge Pinocchio fan, but I do. I, I would love to see Pinocchio's daring journey. I'm really psyched to, to ride Mr. Toad again, even though it's slightly different than the one in Disney. We had the one we had was two tracks, and each side was different. Oh, you went through different scenes. They oh. it started the same. One of them went through, I believe, the bar, and the other one went through town hall. And then they both would – then you'd end up going through hell on both sides and then back into – the, oh man, the one at Disney World was fantastic. That I seriously feel bad for people who, I mean, Pooh's okay, but it was Mister Toad was fantastic. I mean, you know Jessica, it's, it was the same ridiculousness as that one, just doubled. Like you can pick right or left, and and you got like one one scene was different, but the big paintings on the walls and the oh yeah, the the jail scene, the stuff were popping out at you all over the place. It was it was ridiculous. It's
2: awesome. <laughs> it's so fun, and everyone thinks oh, what I hear the most that drives me nuts is those are little kid rides. They're not. Not no. Dark rides. They're storytelling no. rides. It makes me crazy.
0: <laughs> Those are the originals. Yeah, so I'm I, I really can't wait to to check out Alice and which I heard is fantastic cuz they like put new projections in it or they yeah. they redid projections and stuff it's in it. It's really you
2: know, really well done and it's probably the longest of the dark rides too. The line yeah. is always long, but it's worth it to me.
0: Gotcha. Now is is Snow White still there? Oh, the yeah. original Snow? Yep. Snow White's Scary Adventures? Yep. And then the oh, other one the- is
2: um Peter Pan is in the other one in Fantasyland.
0: Right, yeah, we have still have to. that. Yeah. Well, that one'll never go anywhere. That thing is that thing's a constant ninety minute wait. I think when it opens up it's ninety minutes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's really the the classic dark rides in Fantasyland and Disneyland—I I don't think they can be beat anywhere. No. I think those are probably some of the best ones. And, there's and more like you too. said, there's more they're than original. The dark
2: ride too, because there's the Sleeping Beauty Castle walk where they have these the dioramas ride. and the canal boats. I mean, there's so much going on in there yeah. that people just breeze by.
0: And then you have—I know it's Nemo themed now, but it's still Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Just with I mean, yep, I missed—I missed that. That was a fun, fun attraction here that was at walt disney world too that was a lot of fun in that attraction
2: yeah it's so. awesome it's a little claustrophobic i will say
0: oh um, yeah it was tight <laughs>
2: yeah but it's it's cool and i think they're updating it with finding dory stuff too I don't, i'm not sure if they have yet or not i haven't been on it in a couple months
0: oh that'd be cool yeah put hank in there a couple places. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: um and my last tip which i also think is relevant for any disney park is Don't be ruled by your touring plan. I think people can get very stressed out about how I have to be at this ride at this time and do this next. But, you know, I always say you have to be flexible, but you have to stop and smell the roses. As as cliche as that expression is, because for me, the thing I love most about Disneyland are just all the tiny little details that you find. And you don't find those if you're running everywhere. You have to kind of stop and take in every land that you're in. And I tell a story on the on the blog about how the last time I went to Frontierland, you know, my family went to the bathroom or whatever. So I was just walking around by myself and I stumbled into a cowboy playing the fiddle and he started dancing and posing for me so I could take pictures. And he did this dramatic bow and it was just awesome. And, you know, <laughs> if I hadn't been just wandering around, I would have walked right by him and, and never noticed it. So. I think those little moments are really things that you remember, so you have to give yourself the opportunity for them to happen, if that makes sense.
0: No, I I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Yeah, I I hear people we were with friends the other day, good friends of ours that we've been down to Disney World with and they've been they have they have one child uh, and she's my daughter's age or a year younger and They've gone, they're have gone; DVC members, so they go every year, sometimes twice a year. And it's just funny to – there was stuff that they went on with us that they just had never gone on before, like obvious things, like Carousel of Progress. They had never gone on that before. And I'm like, why would you not have gone on that? I mean, their first trip to Disney World wasn't until after their daughter was born. So when she's – she's eight. So I think the first time they went was six years ago. So – but I, and I understand everybody's not a history buff or into the vintage thing, and and I get that. I don't try to jam it down anybody's throat. That's just you know that's just what I like. But it just blows me away that people go and sometimes and don't try to explore everything. You know, oh, I don't want to, like you said, oh, that's a kiddie ride. I don't want to do that. Well, how do you know? How do you know if you don't like it, or how do you know if it's a kid ride? So what if it's a kid ride? You know, no, I mean, small world. You talk to anybody. Nobody wants to go on it because the song gets stuck in your head. Is that the worst thing in the world? I mean, (laughs) my kids come home singing songs they hear on the radio that I wish don't get stuck in my head, and I have to sing Small World to get the garbage out that I I have stuck in my head. It just – it makes me laugh that – and it kind of saddens me in a way that people just – there's not an appreciation, and some people just go to it as strictly a – a theme park and just want to hit the attractions and that's it because for what you're paying to go into these places it's it's so much more than that and it's hard to it's hard to turn people onto to that because it's such a go 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 and now 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 uh society that stopping and smelling the roses is just not something a lot of people like to do which to each their own but it's just you're missing a lot if you don't do that especially in disneyland because i I'd be hard pressed when I go there if I spend more time looking at stuff and taking pictures and just imagining, you know, being here when Walt was there and his Imagineers and his family. Because that's the stuff. The geek part of me comes out with that. And I just, I can't wait to get there. I think that's why I'm waiting so long so my kids are old enough so they can have the patience or be old enough to go and do what they want to do and just leave me alone and let me. Cry as I walk around the Magic Kingdom, pretending that I'm walking with Walt or some, you know, something crazy like that.
2: I need to make you a list of all the Walt significant places so you have it for your trip.
0: Oh well, I'm. You're just gonna be my tour guide for today. I'll pay your. I'll pay your way in. <laughs> all right. So I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up. So as we like to do on the end of of every of every episode. Is to let you know how you can get in touch with all of us on our various various social media accounts. So Jessica, we'll start with you.
2: Great. So my blog is Duchessofdisneyland.com. You can also find me at Facebook at Duchess of Disneyland. On Twitter, I am Duchess Jessica. And then Instagram is the Duchess of
3: Disneyland.
0: Okay. Milford?
3: Uh, you can find me on my blog at milfordhoptle.com that's my Milford on the move blog you can also find me on Facebook Milford on the move and on Twitter Milford on the move excellent and Adrian
1: so my blog is wdwbound.com you can find me on Twitter at wdwbound underscore com and Instagram and Facebook at adriwdwbound. wdw bound
0: okay very good. And for our missing troopers tonight, you can catch Melanie over on her website at DCLprepschool.com. And they're on Twitter at DCL Prep School and on Instagram and Pinterest at DCL Prep. And for Crystal, you can follow her on Twitter at Disney Brewing. And as for myself, You can find me on Facebook at R.J. Lucia Jr. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram at BlackPearl454. And as far as for this podcast and anything Diz Explorers related, you can find us over at DizExplorers.com. And we are also on Twitter at TheDizExplorers and on Instagram at TheDizExplorers. So like I said earlier, uh, any questions, comments things you would like us to discuss uh, give us a shout on any one of our social medias just cause takes care of all that keep an eye on our Instagram feed she posts great pictures every day and also keep a lookout for earning your badges on our website with cool little quizzes and so for all of us at the Disney Explorers we thank you for listening to us if you're listening on iTunes we would really appreciate a uh, rating and a review Helps us out, lets us know how we're doing, and it uh, moves us up on the search engines when you're looking for Disney-themed podcasts. So until next week, take care and have a great week. Magic Kingdom's Main Street Electrical Parade.